Hi, my Housewives Relatable listeners. It's your girl, Stella, coming to you once again to talk about it all. Guys, I'm so sorry. (laughs) I didn't release my episode in time because, you know, it's May. It's finally May. And um, May is a very busy month for me. There's a lot of birthdays and celebrations during this month. So, I'm sorry if you were expecting an an episode on Thursday, but here I am ready to talk about it all. <laughs> Seems like a lot has happened in the Bravo sphere over the past few days, past few weeks. So before we even dive into the episode, um, I just want to talk about Kim and Croy. Wow. I was not expecting that. You know... Kim and Croy got together. Um, I think we saw that on The Real Housewives of Atlanta when Croy was competing in a dance um, competition with Sheree. And, um, you know, we just saw them just kind of like fall in love and like date and then get married, have children, or I'm not sure if it was all in that order, but anyways, nevertheless, Um, I don't know it the to me it seems like you know they were they they were in it for the long haul and I was very shocked and surprised to learn that the two of them had called it quits so it's very sad I'm sure we'll hear a little bit more about that in the next few days or weeks to come but um, other than Kim and Croy um, I don't know if you guys caught um, the trailer for Vanderpump Rules. Apparently, I think I think Sheena's getting divorced. Like she, I don't know what's going on with that. I'm not sure if um, if that's for real. But Sheena was married on the show to that other guy Shay, and then she got divorced. Now she found that new beau. She has a baby, Summer Moon, and they got married on the show. And now I think he served her some divorce papers at the reunion. So I don't know. I'm I'm gonna be watching that like very closely. But again, another sad news, right? Because as you know, I'm very very much for people to be married, stay married. And I I think it's always sad when a relationship ends, uh, no matter how long or how short it was. So anyways, I just wanted to take a moment to address that. And uh, yeah, there's um, the Real Housewives of Atlanta premiere. I don't know if you guys watch. I did. I didn't actually watch it when it aired, but uh, just a few days later, and I was just like, okay, you know what? It seems promising. So at this point, uh, I think I'm going to be covering it um, soon, but, um, in the meantime, I'm just focusing on Jersey because my head is spinning from this entire show, this entire season, mostly what has been happening behind, um, closed doors (laughs) or outside, um, of the actual show. So talking about Jersey, I have to say, I have to make a a confession. So, you know, my space is mostly on Podbean and uh, on my Patreon. So I'm not a YouTuber, although I have some videos on YouTube, which is a way for me to just kind of like let people know what I'm doing on my Podbean and come and listen to the full episode, really. So I have a few videos on, um, on YouTube and an older video called uh, Why I Do Not Believe Dina Canton. That video has had like a lot of um, views. And for some reason, I don't know why, it's been like several weeks now since I made that video. But people seem like, I don't know. I don't know if they're not understanding what I'm saying in the video. I don't know if they think that I actually do not like Dina, uh, which couldn't be farther from the truth because I actually do like Dina. I do not know Dina personally, but I do like Dina uh, Canton. So I just don't understand how, you know, when, when you say that you do not necessarily agree or believe something, how does that make you a non-supporter or an enemy 
of an uh, of a housewife or former housewife you know it's like <clears throat> i do not diminish or minimize Dina's trauma when it comes to the whole situation that happened to her when she was still living in New Jersey. I'm talking about the whole incident at her house and uh, the break-in and all of that, right? So at any point during that video, did I say that um, I did not understand her trauma, which I do. I understand her trauma. Well, I can only understand from like a place of empathy. I've never actually uh, experienced what Dina went through myself. But as a human being, I can only empathize. And I, I cannot... Um, I cannot say that it wouldn't impact her or her ability to want to be on television. So, you know, when people come and slide in my comments and think that me saying that I do not agree or do not believe Dina Manzo is mean-spirited, I think you, you completely missed the mark because at the end of the day, what I'm talking about is I do not believe that Dina is having a relationship with Teresa and Louis at this point. I just want to be clear about that. That's what I do not agree on. I do not believe her when she says we still have a relationship. We're still very close. That's my opinion. My opinion is Dina can say one thing when it comes to that. And I have the right to not believe what she's saying, right? Uh, And the reason why I'm saying this is just really because historically in the past, Dina has done the same thing. You know, Dina said in the past that everything was fine with her sister until she said that it wasn't. She said everything was fine with Dolores until she said that it wasn't. Um, Dina said that everything was fine with Teresa. Meanwhile, she was not speaking to to Teresa for years. And Dina even admitted this to Teresa on her own podcast, Dina Does, and said to Teresa, I was kind of mad at you. I was mad at you for some time. And we did not speak. I, I didn't want anything to do with anyone that was on the show. And uh, Teresa said, well, why didn't you tell me? Like, why didn't you tell me back then? And she was just like, well, I don't know. If Maybe if I would have told you back then, uh, our relationship would have not been the same. So I'm happy that I can tell you this now. Like, you know, I'm paraphrasing, but it was pretty much what she said, right? So, um, so yeah. You know, I don't really understand why um, why people feel the need to come and comment and um, just try to, you know, just be nasty and rude, right? It's like, I don't know if you know Dina personally or if you know any of the housewives, if you're privy to some information that we're not privy to. But at the end of the day, I hope that most people realize that the only reason why we comment on Teresa, Dina, Melissa, or anyone who's on TV is because they are exposing their lives on reality television. And I do realize that Dina is no longer on TV. She's not a housewife. But because of her being an OG and her connection to the show and, you know, her name being brought up at times, it's only normal for people to always have questions when it comes to Dina. It's not like Dina was never on the show. She was on the show at some point in time. She left the show. She had her own show on a different network. I think it was IG. I can't remember what it was or HD, HGTV. And then uh, Dina even left the show and then come back, came back to the show. So, um, I don't think there's anything wrong for someone to say that um, they don't necessarily believe that Dina does not want to be on TV. Like I might, there might be some truth to it. Um, it, It's possible that she does not want to be on TV anymore and that she wants to live a little bit more of a private life. But the essence of my comment had to do mostly with her relationship with Teresa at this point, right? That's what I do not believe. I believe that when Dina is saying that everything is fine, it's just her way to try to squash um, what's been put out there, right? And also, 
in that video, um, I'm basically talking about what Joe Gorga had said on the on the show, like on the episode and said that Dina um, and Teresa had a falling out over uh, a business venture between the men, between Louie and Dave. So that's what Joe Gorga said. So I commented on that and I said that I thought that, you know, there might be something there that Joe might be telling the truth. I also corrected myself later on. Um, I um, basically said that, you know what, apparently there is no truth to, you know, a business dealing gone wrong between the men um, that they never did business together. So although I recognize that this part may not be true anymore, um, I still believe that they're not close. I still believe that they don't necessarily have a relationship like that. So um, I've also heard from two other sources that um, that it wasn't true, right? That it was not true, the whole business deal. And yes, that was reported at some point in time, but that's that was wrong or incorrect. And that it may have to do mostly, and this is all alleged, right? Because those are gossips anyway. So we don't know for sure if it's true or if it's not. But what they said were, was that um, I think it had something to do with like a private plane and like some expenses that, you know, maybe um, somebody, somebody was not necessarily like somebody was kind of like taking advantage of someone's private plane. And um, I've also heard something else about, um, you know, while they were vacationing in Mexico, um, you know, they were having a good time and I think they were doing some psychedelics. That's all alleged again. Uh, but that information did come from two sources that told me that, yes, you know, uh, apparently um, they were vacationing together in Mexico. And then at some point in time, uh, someone's behavior was just not really appropriate, appropriate, not necessarily saying that that certain particular person did something, but it was just kind of like a weird vibe. And that since that um, little incident, like people decided to just distance themselves. So anyways, I'm not going to give too much on that. I'm sure you guys have probably heard what it is, but if not, um, there's really no reason for me to continue to talk about Dina, given that she's no longer on the show. So just wanted to take a moment to say that because guys, listen, it's really just opinion based. And that's the beauty of it all is that we can all have different opinions. Um, I never claim to know any of these people. I do not. I watch the show. I read what's out there. Once in a while, I connect with a few people and they tell me like, okay, this is what I've heard. But at the end of the day, it's not that serious for me. Uh, it's never intended to be mean-spirited. And I hope that we can all coexist in a world where different opinions are welcome at all times. Okay. So I just wanted to take a moment to say that. Now, <laughs> what did you guys think about the show? It was wild. It was a little bit wild. I have to say that um, I'm not going to do a full recap of what happened on The Real Housewives of New Jersey, but there's a few things that uh, I do want to address because I find that, you know, I may say something one time and then a different time I might feel a little bit different. So I know um, I've said before that I was not necessarily a big fan of Jen Fessler, um, you know, for no real good reason. I was just like, ah, whatever, you know. I know she has a big fan base now, but um, for me, it takes me time, right? So um, Jen, she came onto the show and um, she was not my favorite. I can honestly say that, but... One thing that I have to say, though, that I have to give her kudos for is that Jen is a friend of Margaret. I didn't really like the fact that she kind of threw um, Siggy under the bus. And then I, I guess she apologized to her via text and was just like, uh, we're friends. I'm sorry that I said this, yada, yada, yada. So anyways, but and I wasn't a 
I wasn't a fan of the fact that she threw Jennifer um, Aiden out of her house during that whole argument with Margaret. It seemed like, hey, you know, you're going to invite all of the ladies for a luncheon and then the ladies are going to start, you know, getting into it and screaming and you're going to throw one person out of your house, but not the other. And it's like, Jen, Jen Fessler, have you been watching this show? This is how it goes down. Like, like the ladies, they get carried away. It gets out of hand. And then, you know, they scream insults at each other. So the fact that she was acting so like shocked about the whole thing and then decided to throw Jennifer out only, uh, I don't know. I just, I wasn't really too fond of that. And, um, but one thing that I did like was the next day she went and visited Margaret. And although she is a friend of Margaret, she basically told Margaret, you know what, you were wrong too. There were a lot of things that you said to Jennifer that were totally inappropriate. So if you listen to my previous uh, episodes, like a few episodes ago, um, I do address that and I'm like, hmm, I'm happy that, you know, Margaret got a little check by her friend. Because if you see Margaret, she pretty much has like, you know, her wolf back on the show. Everybody agrees with her. Nobody ever says anything opposite of what Margaret is saying. Everyone always agrees with her. So when uh, Jackie was on the show, that's what she did. Uh, now Dolores is always pretty much um, agreeing with Margaret. And uh, the only person that really does not agree with Margaret is Jen Aiden and Teresa, right? But other than that, everyone is agreeing with her. Melissa is, now Rachel Fuda is, and um, yeah, so everybody, like M Margaret has a pretty strong support system on the show, which in my opinion makes it very boring because I always felt, even before that um, the whole arsenal word was a thing. I always felt like Margaret had an arsenal on every single person, which made her very powerful on the show, but which to us, the viewer is kind of boring because it's like, how are you supposed to, you know, be a real character, like coming full circle on a reality show when someone is holding something constantly over your head, right? Speaking of Margaret, if you caught her on the after show, Mar Margaret spilled some major, major tea. Basically, Margaret decided to say that uh, Polly was still married and therefore couldn't commit to Dolores or move forward into a marriage with Dolores because he's still legally married on paper. That was very interesting that Margaret decided to do this. This is what I call um, Margaret flexing her muscles. <laughs> Margaret likes to flex her muscles. She does. You know, Margaret has like she appears to be a friend to everyone or wanting to come from a place where she wants to be friends and know everyone and like everyone. But meanwhile, I don't really think that Margaret cares about anything other than herself and the show. Like truly, um, truly, you, you guys know, you guys know my opinion on Margaret. I just don't like the fact that I will continue to say that. I don't like the fact that she threw Siggy under the bus and uh, then she threw Danielle under the bus. That's what she does. Like she gets, like she's friends with you. She gets what she needs from you. And then after that, she just tries to uh, discredit you to everyone that will listen, right? And people tend to just agree with Margaret because I don't think they actually really agree with what she has to say. I think that they're just scared of what she might do. And it's kind of like a little bit more obvious now because now that Jackie is now a friend of and possibly getting the memo that she won't be returning next season, 
if you see her uh, this season, she is by Margaret, but not so gung-ho, right? She's not so like, oh my gosh, I'm going to just like blindly support you. And if you happen to catch her on the after show, I'm not saying that I agree with everything that she says, but I wish that the Jackie that we're seeing now on the after show was the Jackie that we actually saw on The Real Housewives, like someone that was not so much of a follower to Margaret, but you know clearly like Jackie can be a leader like she's a strong woman she's opinionated she's educated you know she has many accomplishments so you know a person like that shouldn't need to hide behind Margaret right like Jackie could be a strong force on her own but clearly she needed to pay allegiance to Margaret for some odd reason so anyways but when you see her on the after show she's way more vocal and a little bit more snarky and to be honest with you whether you like it or not that's kind of like a little bit more of her personality shining through so I can't be mad at that but um another thing is that Margaret is sitting by herself on the after show so you have um, Dolores and Teresa that are sitting together and then you have um, Rachel Fuda and Melissa Gorga that are sitting together then you have Jennifer, Jennifer Aiden and um, Danielle Cabral that are sitting together and then you have the two friend of which is Jen Fessler and uh, Jackie sitting together and Margaret is the only one sitting on her own which I find kind of interesting and I understand what production was trying to do right it's like okay we're going to sit the two friends of together and Margaret's going to be alone and Teresa is going to be with um, Dolores and you know, I understand. I understand what's going on, but I find it interesting because previously, like if you watch the other after shows, for example, you had Danielle that was not uh, made a housewife when she returned, but she was still either filming sometimes alone or she would be filming with Teresa on the after show. Like, um, and then you would have Dolores, Teresa, and Jen together, like three, like they would have a trio. So I find it interesting that they didn't do that with Margaret, Jen Fessler, and Jackie, because those are supposed to be her friends. Like basically Jen is on the show because of her friendship or affiliation with Margaret. And Jackie was always a friend of Margaret. So I find that kind of like funny that they're like sitting together and doing their little confessionals or interviews on their own. And then Margaret is just by herself, right? And during that time, <laughs> Margaret, you know, she just throws Dolores, which is her good friend, under the bus by revealing something that, in my opinion, should have been revealed by Dolores herself, really. Um, some people are just saying, like, is that what Margaret has on Dolores? I don't think it is. Like, really, like the fact that Polly is still married. Like, yeah, I'm pretty sure that that's something that Dolores wouldn't want out there. But I don't think that that's, um, you know, the, the, the big piece of information that Margaret has on Dolores. I don't think it's that. I think it might be something else if she has anything at all. But it has been alluded by Laura, um, Margaret's former friend of 40 years, that Margaret has something on Dolores that she was not willing to repeat because of her friendship or her love of Dolores. So anyways, I don't think it was that. I don't think it had anything to do with Polly, to be honest with you. Um, Laura even said that um, she was already not friends with Margaret, I believe, by the time that Dolores got with Polly. So I don't think it had anything to do with that. But I'm surprised at Dolores because Dolores has been on the show for longer than Margaret. I'm surprised that Dolores was not smarter when it came to this. Like she should have been the one um, telling us, the viewers, that, you know, me and Polly are together. Uh, it's a little bit of a complicated situation he's still technically married on paper his wife is still in Ireland and they've been separated for 10 years and you know before we even think about like a long-term commitment you know he kind of needs to take care of that situation first right so I don't know why Dolores wouldn't do it why she would let Margaret do it but of course it's gonna come out because you're on a reality show so I don't know what she was thinking <laughs> <laughs> when it comes to that but anyways I digress so 
another thing that I want to talk about when it comes to the whole Dolores thing. You know, a lot of people have like feelings about Dolores. They're like, oh my gosh, she's so nice. Who would want to come after her, right? And it's not a question of going after anyone. It's really like, the way that I see it is everybody on the show, eventually they get their season, right? Um, Who said this before? I think it was Erica. Erica said this at some point in time. I can't remember who she was talking to, but she said, everyone gets their season on the show where they're going to be um the person that everybody turns on right and it's like if you recall when erica joined the show in beverly hills everybody loved her everybody loved her for many seasons because she was like this larger than life character she was this no-nonsense type of girl and she was not really kind of like acting in the same way that these other beverly hills women were but eventually erica got her turn you know it always happens it doesn't matter if you're like the most love loved housewife eventually people are going to start coming for you and you even have like a person like candy she was on um atlanta and i think she's like a fan favorite but eventually it was her turn you know phaedra was doing some kind of like shady stuff and then you know there was those nasty rumors about her out there and like the whole stuff about portia so you know why does Dolores get gets a pass? Like why why does she get 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 a pass? Like I don't understand, right? It's like why is everyone saying, "Yeah, I know this about Dolores, but I'm not going to reveal it because it's Dolores and I like her." It's like she's on the show just like everybody else and you guys are airing out <laughs> you know dirty stuff about each other. Why does she get a pass? I find that interesting. But, you know, if Dolores stays on the show, eventually her storyline, the whole thing about Frank Catania, like that's already like that well is dry, in my opinion, already. Um, You know, you see the little sit down between Paul and and Frankie and Gabby. And, you know, I have to say Dolores's kids are amazing. And Brittany, (laughs) she's so cute. (laughs) Did you learn how to speak English? Did you speak English when you came (laughs) here? Oh, and Brittany, you're so cute. But um, yes, so, you know, it's kind of weird because I got the vibe. I don't know about you guys, but I was thinking, huh, okay, so this is the last episode before the big finale, really, right? And then we haven't seen Frank and Paul in a room together on the show this entire season but now they're finally meeting and having a sit down and like a dinner and I was like thinking hmm what if the what if the men actually liked each other this entire time (laughs) what if they actually liked each other this entire time and they just decided that they were not going to film together on camera just so us the viewers didn't see how much they actually do like each other (laughs) i was thinking about that i was like it's possible that they might like each other right but anyways yeah definitely for a storyline but i don't see this storyline um continuing for much longer right i think dolores uh, She's been on the show for what, like seven seasons now. She needs to give us a little bit more. Uh, it can't just be about Frankie all the time. It can't just be about like my happy ever after with Polly. Like Dolores needs to bring much more substance to the show. That's my opinion. That's what I think. Like I know a lot of people say we want Melissa out. Melissa brings nothing to the show. Melissa doesn't have a storyline. Well, actually, Melissa does have a storyline. Her storyline is her relationship with Teresa. Whether you think it's getting played out or not, I'm saying that has been her storyline her connection to the show for the past 10 seasons and that's the the reason why most people have been tuning in season after season it was just to see what that relationship would be and whether you are Teresa fan or Melissa fan 
I can be honest. I can actually be honest and say, yeah, I I was curious to see how things would pan out between the like the the the, the members of the, that family. So, um, if people are so eager for Melissa to leave the show, I feel like people should kind of feel the same way when it comes to Dolores, because other than just being on the show and you know talking about her relationship with Frank or her non-traditional relationship with him you know she's not really like offering us that much so next season it might be about Margaret like people turning on Margaret or it might be about people turning on Dolores right that would make the the show interesting in my books you know someone different than just Teresa all the time Um, like I said I feel like Dolores has a story that is not being told on the show like she's a very complex character but for some reason we know nothing about her and she's been on the show for seven seasons so it's like I don't know I, I don't know who's the production team of the Real Housewives of New Jersey but in my opinion and I'm, I'm I hate to be completely blunt but I think that they could do a much better job because it seems like a lot is happening behind the scenes that we're not privy to we're not being privy to and uh, the drama off camera is actually more interesting than what we're actually seeing on to talk about is like the you know the level of blackmailing a lot of people have been alluding to castmen on uh, Jennifer that Teresa has stuff on Dolores and that's the whole reason why Dolores is not going to go against Teresa at the reunion that's what's been alleged I'm not saying that I know this for a fact uh, I've just heard from a couple of people saying the exact same things um, and but you know what I find interesting <clears throat> is the fact that apparently Teresa, when she met up with Laura, Laura Lee Jensen, she said to Laura, I want to know if you know if, you know if Margaret has something on Melissa because I feel like Melissa should have um, went harder to defend Louis last season and she didn't. So to me, it tells me that Margaret must have something on my sister when it comes to Louis. And then that's when Laura apparently revealed to Teresa that, yes, she does have something against her. One thing that I find interesting is that, um, you know, I don't know if you've ever been blackmailed by anyone, (laughs) but feeling and it's not like it's not good to know that you're living with someone else knowing something about your life that you don't want out. But at, at at what point does a person not have or not extend any compassion to another person that is being blackmailed i don't know if you guys understand what i'm saying that um margaret did in fact have something against melissa her sister-in-law and you know the nature of what she actually had on her which was cheating allegations which is never good right um I don't understand why Teresa would not have compassion for her sister-in-law and just be like, oh, shit, okay. Well, I guess I understand why she wouldn't want to go, you know, stand up to Margaret because, you know, this is a pretty big accusation and that could ruin her marriage. You know, those are my nieces and nephews at home. Like, if you believe the accusations to be true, it doesn't matter if you like Melissa or not, but at what point do you actually start feeling bad for a person that is being blackmailed instead of just doubling down on it and just being like, yeah, you're just a nasty person and I'm still mad at you for not like standing up and defending my boyfriend, right? I just wonder if that ever crosses her mind, right? Because, I don't know, if somebody told me, yeah, this person is being blackmailed and they have, like, something very dark or something really nasty about this person, I would kind of feel a little bad, you know, unless it was something that was, like, really, really not good, like something that involves uh, children, right, or seniors or animals, right? But outside of that, I think that you can show a little bit more understanding and compassion for your sister-in-law in an instance like that but anyways I digress so another thing that I wanted to talk about (laughs) 
Louis. Louis, 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 Louis. I don't know if you have heard the rumors online. There is this um, interview that is circulating. It's on Patreon uh, by Dana Wilkie. And um, basically, Dana interviews uh, a former uh, boss of Louis and um, basically a like a, a gentleman that worked with Louis at some point in time back in the 90s to early 2000s. And, you know, I'm not going to talk about everything that was said in that video because I feel like Dana did a lot of like work and investigative work. So I don't want to just like give away like her entire content. But, um, you know, if you want to listen to the full story, I would invite you to go and you know, just join her Patreon, even if it's just to listen to that story. But it's pretty wild. It's uh, it's wild. And all I'm going to say without talking about all of that is that um, a lot of the locations, they kind of check out, like in the sense that, you know, some businesses that Louis has had in the past and where they were located and things like that. Like, you know, that gentleman, he talks about a lot of that and you can verify that information and it's true. And he also talks about, you know, Louis's father being kind of like high up um, back in the 90s or working for like some sort of footwear company. So that also checks like you can verify that online. They do not name the actual name of the footwear company, but it does say that, you know, he was like, I think, pretty high up there and he used to work for like a company, like a footwear company at that point. So anyways, it's a very, very, very um, mind blowing interview. You can choose for yourself if you want to believe everything that the gentleman is saying or if you don't. Um, it's not my job to let you know <laughs> what to think, but um I think, you know, I think that people should give it some consideration. You should at least listen to the story and then just draw your own conclusions. But one thing that I will say and mention is that um, I find it kind of weird that um, Bravo does not do more extensive background checks on the people uh that come to work on the network. You know, I'm just saying, um, if what that gentleman said is true, you know, there's like allegations of organized crime, um, affiliations and connections. And there's some names that are dropped that you can actually verify online and see that some of these people have been indicted. And, you know, there's like a lot of accusations or allegations that are made or statements that are made by this gentleman that are quite worrisome. So I think it would be, um, kind of like Bravo's responsibility to make sure that um, they do a deeper dive into even just for, you know, safety reasons. I'm not saying that everything that that gentleman is saying is true, but just to make sure that, you know, everyone gets to work in a safe, safe place and safe work environment and that they're like, you know, their security is not compromised, right? Because those are serious allegations. And um, I don't know, I don't know how I would feel if, you know, I, I was working with a person that had such like, you know, a checkered past. And I'm not saying that people cannot change. Um, we all do mis make mistakes. We're all flawed, <laughs> right? Um, but I'm just saying like, there's, there's things that are definitely concerning. So I think Bravo should do a better job at, um, you know, checking on their people, <laughs> to put it lightly. So, um, yeah, another thing that I wanted to talk about is, uh, you know, I'm not, um, I've said I'm not a YouTuber, but I am on, on YouTube. And uh, I've been watching like a few videos out there and I've seen uh, Up and Adam recently. I don't know, like in the past few weeks, um, I, I like Up and Adam. Like we don't necessarily do the same thing. Uh, he has his style. I have my own and he has like a very large following and I respect, you know, 
what he does like i respect what everyone is doing out there that is a youtuber blogger content creator um whether we are on the right like the same side of the argument or not i respect the hustle so um when it comes to up and adam i have noticed over the past few weeks that he is a little bit more vocal now and i can't say that i'm mad at that because um I don't know. I think he's kind of like, you know, more um, coming into himself and he is, um, you know, he's still like himself. He's not like bashing anyone, but he's kind of like more comfortable saying things that may not favor one housewives over the other i think that's great to be honest with you like he's having like different like opinions out there people are coming and saying yeah i like this person or i don't like this person because and i think that's the way it should be i think that's the way it should be um so you are not considered like bias in that space you know and i find it extremely sad when housewives are saying like oh my gosh you're having this person on my on your podcast or on your show but i was on your show not so long ago and now it means that you can no longer be a friend of mine because you're having this person on your show it's like listen 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 don't be mad at adam for having Chrissy Balls, for example, <laughs> on his show, okay? He is allowed to have her on his show and she's allowed to give her opinion about what she sees on TV. Obviously, she's a viewer, so she's a fan of the show. She may not have your opinion, but she has an opinion and it's interesting. He's having her on. But if the housewives are smart, they shouldn't have a problem with um, Adam having whoever he wants on the show. He should be at liberty of doing whatever he wants. It's like, yeah, you know what? If I was a housewife and I had 2.3 million followers, I would just be like, oh, you had Chrissy Balls on your show and she talks shit about me. Okay, now have me on. Let me come and talk my shit too, right? I have 2.3 million followers, so I can come and talk too. I'm on a show. I have a platform, so I'll come on. And I'm sure you'll say, come on on, right? Like, I don't understand these little fights where it's like, oh, well, you're not my friend anymore. Like Margaret did to David. Oh, you're not my friend. You can't be my friend because if you're going to say or state a different opinion, you can't. Like, I, I will no longer come and support your show. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. You are a housewife. You're on reality TV. Just be happy that people even want to have you on their show, right? Just be happy. It's free publicity for you. So you might as well just go and speak your little speak. Don't get mad. Don't get nasty. Just play the game. Just play the game. That's my opinion. So Adam, I'm not mad at you right now. <laughs> I like what you're doing. Now I have to talk about Louis and that whole episode. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. What is going on with Louis? I don't know. I don't know what's going on with Louis. But I think Louis thinks he's in a movie or something or like a B like a B movie or B series like he's so dramatic. And that's like I have to say that there might be hope when it comes to Teresa because even Teresa is looking at him kind of like I don't know if you guys saw that too, but Teresa's looking at him and she's kinda of like, uh, I'm not sure about you. I'm not sure. Like you're kind of doing too much, right? Um you know, he's reading the text message and he drops the phone and it's like you almost broke the phone. Like <laughs> Why are you trying to break Teresa's phone? He's like, I'm not reading. I can't read anymore. He just drops it, right? And it's just like, what he says is just so corny and just so cheesy. And it's like, Louis is rehearsing. And I think at this point, he might want this more than Teresa. Because do Louis is doing way more than Teresa is doing this season. He's being extra, right and uh that whole conversation in the bedroom it was like what are you talking about louis like i don't care like whether 
it's true or not like if you're a Teresa fan or Melissa fan or if you hate Teresa or hate Melissa it doesn't matter but what I'm saying is it's a very short time that Louis has been in their lives for him to have such strong opinions of them, like of Joe and Melissa. It's like you would think that he hates them more than even Joe Judice. And I don't even think that Joe Judice hates them like that, right? But I'm just saying, like, the insults, like, yeah, I wouldn't share a cup of water with him, find him annoying, he is insecure, they want us to chase them, the whole snake picks, it's like, it's too much, and it's like, oh, I, I'm scared what might happen tonight, because, you know, you won't recognize who I am, and I'm just like, I think Louis thinks he's like a gangster or something, or maybe he is, you know, like, after all, the gentleman did allege that he had connection to that life, if you know what I mean, right? <laughs> I'm not going to say anymore because I don't want anyone to come after me in my little podcast. I've said that before. <laughs> but he is definitely talking like he's like Teflon, right, L Louis? And I don't know if you guys know this, and I, I would be curious to know, but he has like uh, the piece of a puzzle on his um, wrist, tattooed on his wrist, find it interesting just one piece right one piece like a loose piece so i don't know i don't know what that means but from what i could see louis seems to be a loose cannon that i see right and um he doesn't really seem to react very well to uh criticism like or to anything that a female might have to say you know even like the way he talked to margaret like at the shore and he was just like on your best day you wouldn't intimidate me and then to Teresa, like if you don't stop talking i'm gonna leave and then if you guys recall um last year at the shore tracy um not not a big fan of tracy but anyways she was basically sticking up for melissa and she was going pretty hard right like she was like Teresa, you need to stick up for your brother you need to stick up for your sister-in-law when someone is calling your brother names you should have like you know you you should be loyal to your sister-in-law and stand up to Jennifer, if you recall, Louis is like standing next to Teresa and he, the face that he's making at that point, it's like he's getting like he's very red in the face, first of all, but he's actually kind of just like, you know, like his jaw, like it's very like tense there and he's making like these like movements with his mouth and lips and it's like very tense jaw and I was just like I remember last year I said oh my god look at his face look how he's looking at Tracy he doesn't like that he doesn't like to be challenged too much right so I don't know um the way that Louis is acting right now is definitely very concerning to me because it's very cultish you know, it's very cultish. It's like, you know, um, it's funny that Margaret made, <laughs> she made an analogy a few uh, seasons ago um, after hair pull gate. She talked about, well, you know, Charles Manson <laughs> and Teresa didn't know who Charles Manson was. But and again, I'm not saying that Louis is that, but I'm just saying his ways remind me of like some cult leader. Right. It's like I'm your savior you need to look at me. I'm the only one who can get you out of this nightmare. You don't need anyone. Don't look at anyone. Don't talk to anyone. Any like outsiders are the enemy. You know, you have to stay with me and my people, the people that I know. Like forget about your old life. This is your new life now. This like, you know, it's very weird. <laughs> it's very weird. And I don't know. I don't know if Teresa is actually buying everything that Louis is selling at this point. Because she's looking at him like you could tell she probably cried a little bit because her eyes were puffy. And uh, she seemed a little deflated because she's like, I've been trying to get a hold of my brother. He hasn't returned my calls and all of that. So definitely you can read the sadness on her face but at the same time when louis is talking when louis is saying all of that stuff to her like if i was in a snake pit wouldn't you want to pull me out of it well i'm pulling you out of it like she's looking at him and she's kind of just like i don't know 
she has like this weird look on her face just kind of like ugh, i don't know like you know i always say it doesn't matter how loyal you are to a person and it doesn't matter how much you love a person or someone but you always know in your gut you always have that gut feeling when something is not right and i don't know but i i, I get the feeling that teresa has that feeling you know she might not act on it right away because at that point in that episode she is getting ready to get married and we know she's never gonna call out her wedding at that point because it's like frond upon like you know italian culture and all of that or any culture really um not so close to the wedding obviously so i understand her wanting to get like to go through um the whole wedding thing but Something tells me that even at that time, Teresa is looking at Louis at times and just being like, is he really who he says he is? Like, should I look into this a little bit more clearly? Like, something tells me that some, like, Teresa has something within her gut that is telling her, "Mm, be aware, you know, buyer, be aware. Anyways, guys, that's all I have for today. I can't wait for next week. I can't wait for the final episode of New Jersey. I will definitely be commenting on that. And um, just wanted to take the time to say to all mothers out there or any parent or grandparent or auntie, monty that is taking care of kids, Happy, happy Mother's Day. Take the time to tell your mom that you love her. Visit her, call her, write her, and let her know how great and special she is on Mother's Day. Until then, be a fan. Don't be fanatical. Ciao. Hi, my relatable listeners. If you enjoy this show and would like to support me and my work, please join the community and head over to my Patreon at patreon.com slash housewivesrelatable. Don't forget to comment, like, share, and subscribe. You can also find me on YouTube at housewivesrelatable or on Instagram at relatable underscore Stella.